Hiya and welcome to Notes to My Younger Self. Today's episode is all going to be on things to do with relationships, sex and our bodies. We are a podcast made by young women for young women and today we are joined by Dr. Anna Cole. Thank you. It's really good to be here. I'm really grateful to be invited in because I've done a lot of work around being, uh, looking at particularly uh, period well-being, how deeply it affects girls and women as they grow and how many negative associations we've often had with it. And I was curious, some of you had some stories about your very first period. I have a really embarrassing story. So I was at a dance competition on stage in an acro dance and my period started and I didn't know what to do and then I came off stage and my mum was like you do realise you've just come on don't you and I was like no and it was in front of a whole audience and examiners and oh my god it was absolutely mortifying I just burst out crying. Did everyone realise? Um, I don't think so because obviously it's my I mean I was in a bridge and I don't know how people didn't realize but um quite an exposing position exactly I know and but I don't think so because my mum was like if they were looking at your crutch that would have been a bit weird (laughs) very (laughs) true yeah (laughs) and so I don't think anyone noticed but then all of like the mums and like the people dressing backstage like it's fine don't worry at least you weren't wearing white and they were being so lovely about it and I was just mortified oh my goodness I remember when I started my period I woke up I I had a pretty regular experience I woke up it was a normal school day when I was like 12 got out of bed noticed red and I was like I'm dying ran into my mum's bedroom and I've never seen her so ecstatic about anything in my life offered me the day off but I didn't take it and that was a mistake (laughs) But yeah, I'm glad mine's not um, as embarrassing, Eliza, but that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. To be fair, I don't think starting your period like is fun either way. <laughs> oh, I was so excited when I started mine and I really didn't realise the trauma that was to come. <laughs> it was in literally in a two hour exam and I was sat in this huge hall filled with like what? 50 odd people and I had to like you know put your hand up to leave kind of thing and I thought I just needed a wee really really badly I got up and was read on my seat in the exam hall in front of everyone and I had to walk out and I was like right in the middle left back and the door was at the front on the right so I had to walk through everyone middle exam as well oh god (laughs) I know I feel like people really not honest about telling their first story because I didn't realize there was a negative stigma I would just I was in PE I told everyone I was like something's happening and um I kind of didn't realize until I got older and I realized there's this bad stigma around periods people are like oh it's too much information or and they make little comments like that's lovely and it's embarrassing it becomes embarrassing but it shouldn't be and I I had no idea it was so negative yeah definitely I I mean what I'm 20 now I don't think I've even spoken to my dad about periods before like it's just such a a, it feels like a taboo kind of subject to talk about even though literally everyone has it and from like probably the age of 12 onwards you kind of just know subconsciously that 
every single girl will be dealing with this but it's just not like nobody talks about like even with my friends at school we never would be like oh yeah I'm having a rough day like got really bad cramps today it would just be kind of like mm, yeah I've got a tummy bug like not feeling too good kind of thing it's just not really spoken about no Luckily, I was, like oh sorry that was the complete opposite um I was so embarrassed I came on at school I was crying I was like I need to go home I was so embarrassed and then all the teachers was like you know in school I don't know if anyone else had this but especially the male teachers they'd be like why are you taking your bag to the toilet and at first I'd be so embarrassed and in the end I used to turn around and go I'm on my period straight up I'm not embarrassed anymore like every single girl in the class is going through the same thing don't try and embarrass us like I, if I want to take my bags to the toilet, I will. I'm on my period, so that's the truth. <laughs> men, I always find that, like, men or, like, boys find it more embarrassing than we do. Like, uh, after having it for so long, so, like, by this point, we're all used to it. Like, we know we're going to have our period. And, like, I come from quite a female-dominated family. Like, there's a lot of women in my family. And um, it's just, we talk about it quite openly, luckily. So I've always come from a very supportive, like, family, and it's always quite pos- positive, everything. Um, but like I remember going to school and all the boys are so immature about it like even in year 11 like beginning college it's so like non it's like none of their business for starters but like when they find out about it or like when they see something that they think is like suspicious they're all like why is there so many girls going to the bathroom or like why are they always doing that why are they carrying their bags around it's like well you know why you're just trying to make us embarrassed but when we tell you the straight answer you're going to be the one that's more embarrassed so why are you actually Mm. doing it I feel like as well it's like we're not actually embarrassed about having periods because we all have them like we're straight up talking about it now it's just how we we all get a bit like stuck about it when we know that other people will react badly like it's kind of more of a second-hand embarrassment because I wouldn't care talking about it with you but with people I know that would react weirdly I'd be like oh no yeah I definitely I I thought I catch myself when I'm talking about like oh I've got a really bad headache like it's like to do with my period I catch myself like if I like let someone know I'm like sorry if this is TMI but like it's not like it's just it happens like I'm like not alone at all literally I think most people experience like period symptoms and I'm always like checking myself making sure like I'm not oversharing but as well at the same time it's like you know at school when you like it's like taking your bag and stuff like you had to like hide your like tampax up your sleeve like why can't I just walk to the bathroom with it in my hand like I don't care but then it's like oh I don't want to make other people feel awkward about it so it's like literally that- just protecting people like other people and they're getting scared about it yeah yeah so now I'm literally just like blatantly open about it and if people get embarrassed then that's like on them not being able to like be mature enough to talk about periods like now with my dad I honestly just say everything in front of him about my period and he's like I don't think he necessarily appreciates it but I think that it's like me being open about it I'm like there's no reason I shouldn't be you know yeah I think that's why us girls have to stick together because we otherwise there's a there's a stigma around it and if we all stick together and we kind of all feel embarrassed with each other it becomes so much less important in our lives and it shouldn't be an important fact in our lives it's nature it's normal and that's why if we all 
stick with it together, then it won't become a thing. That's what I like. I find it quite weird because there is such a stigma around it, but every single girl has it. So why is it such a big thing that's like suppressed and like, oh, shouldn't be talked about like a taboo subject because every single girl gets it. And that's like a lot of people. And so I really don't get like why it is such a bad thing. Honestly. It's like in school, we were always told like, don't talk about it. We never learned about periods in school. It was something that our parents were just kind of meant to teach us. So like none of us discussed it at school. None of us spoke about it. We all just kind of hid the fact that we were on it. So we never ever had conversations. But as we've got older into college, we now all talk about it really openly. So I think it's something that comes age that when you're younger you're embarrassed but as you get older you just talk very openly about it yeah I think that's quite interesting Emily so so in 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 just this group's experience then you've all mentioned school quite a lot what what's been the you know what's been your experience of these discussions at school well I know that in my school um we had very little education about it. We were split off in a group of girls and boys um, and just the girls were taught about it. We were sort of taught that, we were sort of the basics, you know, we weren't taught about period pains and how it would make us feel and how we would, when it would happen, it was just sort of, this is gonna happen and it's gonna, it's gonna happen, it's, everyone gets it. But I think, um, yeah, it was really, really little education about it. I remember with mine because we were like you said split boys and girls and but it was the girls all got it was only the year six girls as well it was like completely divided so younger girls weren't allowed to know either but we were all dragged out of assembly so everyone was like oh like making it such a big deal and we all had to leave the back entrance kind of thing and go into a separate classroom in a different building and then all the boys when they finished assembly were coming back to the class and like looking through the window making it all to be such a secret thing and I was like we haven't even learned anything we've just been told we're going to bleed for the rest of our lives like what are you trying to hide it's like immediately like putting a stigma around it isn't it just yeah. the way or like it's just straight away it's like oh this is something that we keep um quiet and stuff um Anna what did what did you kind of have to say about periods well, thanks, Emma, because the thing that really jumped out at me as I was listening to you all with my with my cultural anthropologist hat on, because that's one of my background, my trainings, is this idea of the stigma. Like where did the stigma begin and where can and where will it end? And I think that one of the things around the stigma, according to cultural anthropologists, is that actually women bleeding in the way that women bleed cyclically um, in a way that doesn't actually harm us, even though I know a lot of people experience terrible period pain and distress, a lot of that is to do with the stigma. A lot of that is to do with the fact that people don't feel able to ask for help or don't know how to get really good holistic help. Like there's all sorts of things you can do to support your bodies when you are in pain. But essentially I think the stigma comes initially in cultural anthropology terms from the power that is actually inherent in a woman being able to bleed and not be hurt. She's not dying. She's not wounded. She's actually doing a deeply 
regenerative function within her own body. She's clearing out a uterine layer each month, which is quite a sort of quite a psychological clearing as well, which accounts for why women, um, when you start to really chart your cycle and take and take um, even some joy in it, which I know might sound ridiculous, but you start to notice that there are different times of the months where you're really able to do different things. Like um, the period time is a very intuitive time. Often your dreams are enhanced and your sense of smell and taste and it's quite a visionary time. So if we could kind of, if our culture kind of gave that more um, authority and respect, the, the stigma is there in a way to protect society from the power that women have inside them, I believe. Yeah, that's one, that's one way to look at that it. Almost holistic approach that needs to be um, taught at such a young age. You know, when we get to that age where we start to learn about periods, whether that's from school or parents or guardians, it shouldn't just be the basics. This is what a period is. This is how to look after yourself. This is how to keep clean, etc. It needs to be the whole holistic approach behind it, and almost sort of like you said ending that stigma around it from a young age as well it shouldn't get to the age that we're all at where we're starting to recognize there was a stigma when we were teenagers I definitely agree with what Anna said as well about how like a stigma kind of makes it worse for us in a way like medically because like everyone experiences period pains and you're told you're to like you experience period pains but there's so many different levels of it and like other symptoms or effects of it as well that nobody really talks about because of this stigma and then we're like oh is this normal like should I bleed this much should it be this color like what am I supposed to do and then everyone's like oh no it's normal I shouldn't go and see a doctor but there are parts of it that you can get help for like there can be certain like medication if it's really that bad like diagnosis if you're like really experiencing pain like pain isn't like it doesn't have to be normal so if you're experiencing it, you should ask for the help, but the stigma just doesn't let us. Yeah, I agree. I think it comes down to like body autonomy. Like I don't think women and girls are taught to understand your body. Like I was having a look at research and like some people only get like two or three like lessons on sex ed relationships periods a year. That's not enough to teach you how to know your body. Like it's just not enough and more does need to be done because I just, yeah, you see like like spotting during periods I thought that was the end of the world when I had it it is a common thing but they literally only talk about periods and getting your first period they don't go into the symptoms the complications the different disorders that you can have with your uterus it's just periods and that's it but so much more needs to be done literally in like the basic sex ed I was told like it'd be like three to four days like at, at most maybe six days I was like my period is like eight days long each time and it doesn't have to be regular like at once I like I missed it for like three months and I was like oh my god I'm pregnant Mate, I was a virgin I was not pregnant and I was instantly like oh my god something's wrong like it doesn't have to be anything wrong it's just sometimes it isn't regular and nobody tells you that at all I was trying to talk to my mum about it she's like there's literally nothing there's nothing wrong it's completely fine but nobody knows what is fine and what isn't because if it's not talked about you're like oh my god it's not it's just not okay it's crazy that um it's crazy that schools as well are um kind of embarrassed to talk about it and it's clear because of the lack of education but like Anna was saying it's it's 
a beautiful thing. Periods are about life and they are about giving women power to bring life into it, which is weird because if someone has a stigma about it, you're having a stigma about your birth. Like you wouldn't be there without it. So it's crazy that the education is so poor because these we have female teachers who teach us about it who don't recognize it because they've been through the exact same thing. So, yeah. I was just going to say like the extent of my like period education was like a one hour lesson in year six. And um, it was the deputy head teacher. And pretty much what we had to do was watch her put a tampon in a glass of water to show us what a tampon would be doing inside of us. That was and, and that was all I remember. It was it was quite like, traumatic. It's scary. Scary. That did not help like, me. For my age, horrifying. I, was, I didn't use a tampon for like three years after that because I was like, I don't want that inside of me. I'm like, I'm not joking. I don't want that anywhere near me. You put it in the and water then, and it like... And exactly. And then the boys didn't get any of that because that was a completely separate class. And then I remember when we... Because when we were split off, uh, split off into... T- uh, uh, into sets in year nine for science obviously part like the menstrual cycle is part of the triple science course um the boys I'm pretty sure some of them had never even like thought of this before some of them were genuinely shocked by what actually happened and it was quite scary that they actually got to that age without even considering any of it or like being aware of what was actually happening to all of the girls around them it was it's quite shocking like that that it had to wait until they were in year nine <laughs> Yeah, it's like the two the, tablespoons for me. Sorry, Emma. The two, what is it? Two tablespoons of water that they'll go and take from the tap and show you. And you're just like, I'm going to die from this. There's no way I'm going to survive losing that much blood. <laughs> I think as well how we, we've all spoken about um, like in separate, um, in separate calls about our different experiences with sex ed. And even though like most of us, we range what from 17, what did we say to like mid twenties and older, like, we've all had the same experience with sex ed like it hasn't really developed even as we've got less stigma and it is like more modern teaching like they haven't we've all watched the same videos of a a child being born from the same woman from back in the 90s like it is all the same and there's just been no developments on it it's crazy I think you can get more education from talking to your friends about their experiences with sex than you can in teaching and that's, I mean, that's a really nice thing to have to learning something from your friends, especially something that's so prevalent in our lives. But it's just, if you knew that earlier on, it would be easier to tell your younger children that these things are normal. That, like things like PCOS, those sorts of things aren't taught about. People don't know about it, but it's such a prevalent thing. It should be taught. But this some people was, like at yeah. the same time don't have their uh, like friendship or like relationship with their friends to be able to talk about it so openly like luckily enough like I do and me and my friends like do not care about it like no boundaries but um other friends like they wouldn't even consider speaking of anything like this and it's a shame because they you should be able to open up with people and like similar to what Ellie was saying earlier the stigmas making us feel like if there is something wrong um then we should be able to mention it and we should be able to bring it up because that's basically like if something's wrong and you need to get help you should just get help I was gonna ask I don't know if um anyone knows or if they're like if they've got any family members or anything has the sex education in schools actually changed because obviously we haven't had it for a few years so I don't know if it has changed with the new developments and like 
a kind of the stigma has kind of been reduced in some areas. Does anyone know if it's changed at all? I think definitely I know that some of the younger girls from younger years have been shown the same videos of, you know, like talking about the birds and the bees and sort of like the real, the what is it, metaphors that come with it. They can't just talk about like the Nobody terminology. Knows. Yeah, like it's always kind of, hidden underneath that you kind of have to think about it really much to get it inside your head it's always a banana with a condom like nothing yeah even though we are talking about genitalia there's nothing realistic because we can't that that would be too traumatic for our young brains to actually understand what we're going through obviously yeah Yeah, I don't think the education's evolved um saying that like my mum's a teacher in a primary school and she's basically I think her school has just taken it upon themselves to basically decide when they're like gonna do the education and stuff like they've done it from such a younger age she's she comes home and says like that the year threes and the year fours are being taught stuff which I couldn't even imagine at my age like there's no way that was coming anywhere near me at my age and I think that it's such a like a good thing it's a positive step in the right direction because you people like need that education younger you don't know what people are exposed to like especially now online people are exposed to so much more with like TikTok and other apps so being able to educate them from a younger age and making the education age appropriate because at the end of the day it's all the same stuff but it's just targeting it to the right um ages and you can do that with anything you just have to make sure it's age appropriate but I think it has got younger it's not like just year six anymore which is obviously positive I think when it comes to like sex education specifically like when we go not just our own bodies kind of thing we I've I can't even remember when I was taught like sex education and stuff but it's always such a it's made to be such a scary thing and like we're all try to they try to scare us away from anything and I don't think anyone really realized that like people are having these interactions at a younger age than than necessarily adults want it to happen and we need to be like protected and have the ability to know things like all we've done in sex ed I don't know about you guys but just shown images of STIs and put condoms or bananas and that's literally it it's just meant to scare you there's no like but there's medication for this kind of thing or you can have other methods of contraception it's just like don't have sex or you'll or you'll get these STIs don't do this I think and I think what's shown oh Sorry. Um, Sorry, Eliza. Go for it. <laughs> the um the same tea video. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The, video mm. the tea, yeah. Yeah. And that kind of links into what I was gonna say actually, Eliza, based on on Anna talking about the stigma about um having a different approach, a holistic approach. So we're focusing and we're all talking about sex education, but we're just talking about genitalia and we're talking about um mechanics and physicality. I mean, yeah, where are the conversations about intimacy, um, about relational, a relational way of being with our bodies and with other people? Um, you know, it's my experience, and I saw something the other day on the, um, based off the program, It's a Sin, people were saying, you know, this program's taught me more about sex education as a gay man than anything at school, because again, it's very heteronormative, it focuses on mechanics, um, and I guess, yeah, you know, I, I've seen the tea as well, Eliza. I'm just thinking, how did it get so detached from us as 
as physical and spiritual um, um, beings. It's crazy. It's definitely made to be more metaphorical, like that tea video, like nobody wants to actually talk about how we can help each other and help ourselves. Like, I feel like if we were taught more, even because periods are what they are and sex is what it is, but nobody is taught like how to ex like experience it and healthily and how to cope with different like side effects of different things, things like that. And there's yeah. this like concept that like when I was younger, I thought like having sex, losing my virginity was like so scary, going to be the worst thing, but it was going to be the most unreal experience. And it happened. And I thought, this is rubbish. Why do people want to do this? Why do they not tell you that in school? Why, why is it always about like boys and watching porn and stuff like that and so you think it's going to be this amazing experience when actually to be honest I didn't think it was that good like your first time isn't going to be the most unreal experience of your life how everyone paints it out to be I think as well not even just in um like school really like in like how school educates us but like how social media and friends talk about it everyone does hype it up like like you said like TV shows make it out to be so incredible or that I've seen like shows where it's like 16 to 18 people are losing their virginities like I don't know about you guys but a lot of people I know including myself did not lose it until a, like a lot later in life and it's made out to be such a bad thing or that you're like some kind of weirdo if you haven't lost it before then it's like you can lose it at whatever time in your life that you want it's not like a, a set timeline that you have to follow but nobody's really because nobody's open about talking about sex nobody talks about that and how it isn't weird to not have sex it isn't weird to even not want to have sex ever in your life like it's just so strange to me yeah um Ellie with you saying that as well I think it's like you're saying when people don't have sex people have something to say about it but it's also when people do lose their virginity everyone's got something to say Literally. about it and like, this yeah there's sorry. just no winning no literally it's this huge kind of again like the word stigma just keeps coming up with everything we're talking about about our bodies and um like the way that we are it's if you're a virgin there's gonna there's a stigma around it if you're not there's a stigma around it so it's what are you supposed to do to be seen as like to be accepted in the society I think it's again that thing where you can't win and um it is just a social construct virginity and I think it needs to be taken away from that and I think possibly in school I wish when I was younger they spoke about how like how you decide to what you decide to do with your body and how you decide to have sex if you decide to have it if you don't I wish they would have said like that's fine and it is not just black and white it's not this heteronormative mm. narrative they're selling us yeah um, I agree sorry I was gonna say like sex at least in the education I received is oversimplified you're taught it's this person it's this person you're coming together there's no level of intimacy there's no level of like be aware of your own body you know learn your own body first like if I was in school I would have loved to have known like make sure you're comfortable with your own body before you're presenting yourself to somebody else and I think a lot of us get lost in like this mysterious taboo thing which is so much more um, as Shannon kind of said, like disappointing that it turns out to be. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just think more body autonomy in schools needs to be done because I think that would solve a lot of 
issues around sex and familiarity with ourselves and other people. Yeah, I I always found that, sorry, um, sex always was linked to pregnancy, like sex is between a man and a woman, sperm, egg makes a baby. It's like, that's all, it's all scientific, biological. That's as far as we ever went. I think that's a really major thing as well, because when it is just man woman baby that's what we're taught that's when we then turn to things like porn and unrealistic versions of what sex is to learn things and that's when we just don't really understand the boundaries of like real life experience and real life sex like it can be for intimacy but porn makes it so much more intense than it needs to be like you can still have that kind of sex but it because we have to turn to that extremity there isn't really a a middle ground of like like how it's called vanilla sex or whatever and that's supposed to be like such a bad thing to have vanilla sex but you know it's nice to just have it like intimate calm like it doesn't have to be what the internet or what movies show us but there's no middle ground to teach us that it's all from experience but then that means you might experience things that you're uncomfortable with to then learn what you're comfortable with could I add something in there um, that just historically speaking, what we now think of as like mainstream pornography, um, even like 20 years ago, that was like the extreme edge of pornography. So the kind of levels of violence towards women that's depicted in what is considered mainstream pornography is very um, different to how it used to be. Um, so I think there's an expectation on young women that they will you know, so-called this idea of vanilla sex, that's actually quite a new concept even. It's, it's, and the idea that you would be shamed for wanting to have vanilla sex is just incredible. But there's been a real shift, like the pornography industry has really pushed things over towards the violent extremes. And it's good to know that as young women. So if I was reflecting on talking to younger women or notes to my younger self, like never feel pressured into doing something that doesn't sit well with your sense of you know satisfaction or enjoyment or like yeah don't believe the hype that everyone else out there is having this kind of wild amazing um sex according to the porn industry I think that's really important Mm. I was just gonna say like linking to Anna's there's so much pressure about like as soon as anybody knows you're in a relationship or like you've got a boyfriend or girlfriend or anything like that there's so much pressure around like when you're going to have sex or when you've done stuff or something like that and it's it becomes everybody's business and it really does not like it should not be that way at all and everyone seems to find out so quickly once it's happened and there's so much pressure on like each of the person in the relationship because they want to like obviously impress the other person or like I don't know what the word is, but then it becomes everyone's so everyone else's business. And then when they're trying so hard to impress them, they're lo- they're forgetting that actually the other person like is feeling this as well. And it becomes this thing where like neither of you know what to do because you're just like I don't have to word it, just trying not to give in to the outside, give in to the other people because you're just trying to make sure that you like seem cool or something or aren't doing anything like that makes you, you seem like, frigid or something like that and you feel like the odd one out because exactly you just want to fit in yeah honestly uh, for years, I, go on, so, but if, I would say for years so I was like the only one in university in my friendship group that was still a virgin and it had become everybody's business like 
everybody I knew was like oh is it going to be tonight that kind of thing like every time we went out I was like I'm just I'm just going out to the club to dance with my friends like I'm not not here to pick someone up and then there was that whole like the chart that people did like so it was a competition because I was always on zero because I was a virgin and everyone else was like getting racking up their bodies or as you would they would say and like it's not competition like enjoy it like if you want to enjoy it but you don't have to you don't have to do it just to keep up with other people like it isn't other people's business what you're doing Hannah I just could not relate enough to what you've just said so like me and my boyfriend have been together since we were 12 so we were year eight when we got together and no I'm 24 now and we're still together but all throughout school that's all I ever got and not even from my friends like people who I weren't friends with but would just be in a lesson with me and be like oh so have you done this yet have you done this yet well when are you doing this like and it, it was just constant and it's not until I look back now at school that I realized that that's what it was like and I was just hounded all the time because we were seen as this couple that have been together so long so why haven't we had sex yet and it's like but like you said it is no one else's business apart from your own so I completely like in lessons like I I haven't had a boyfriend until like this year so but in lessons other people who were just like in my maths class honestly the state of the class Eliza can vouch for me on this everybody knew everyone's business everyone was just calling across the classroom just yelling at each other just like just finding out and everyone seemed to know everything and I hated it so much like there was I could not you could not have a personal life in secondary school like I don't know if anyone else can relate or anything but everybody knew everything and it just spread around so quickly and it just became so unenjoyable like I could only trust a few people and like we had a pretty big group of friends but I wouldn't tell half of them anything from my personal life because I don't know who they're going to go and tell and it just always seemed to everything always just seemed to come out and people got so like horribly bullied for it there are so many people boys and girls because the boys were just so mean and girls exactly as well like they everyone was just trying to impress each other and they just ended up being really horrible and vile and it just was not enjoyable school is a really hard time like yeah there's so many pressures you're trying to fit in with everyone you're trying to be like friends with the um the cool people you're just trying to please everyone but all you really need to do is please yourself just be yourself Mm -hmm. and do what you're happy doing you don't have to fit in with everyone else it doesn't I know it it seems like it matters so much at the time but looking back I wish I could tell myself now like don't worry about it it will be okay and you don't have to do anything you don't want to do I think as like a young girl if you look at the like relationships they're so complex and they're so different like you can look back to I don't know junior school when you had you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend but it was never something that was you were never thought to be intimate as soon as your sweet 16 comes the big thing is oh it's legal to have sex but if you if I was to go back and tell a young lady like what they're supposed to be at 16 they're supposed to be themselves like it's sex shouldn't be this big thing people shouldn't mind they should mind their own business and it's it's so complex and you just kind of have to go at things at your own pace it becomes like a priority almost like yeah by the time that you leave year 11 or something it's almost like a goal to lose your virginity or something like it's this thing that is so hyped up like Shannon was saying and I don't 
I don't think it needs to be that hyped up. It's, there's so many other things that are more important growing up in like teen years. There are so many more things that you can enjoy with like just spending time with your friends. And I really don't think that, well, it's just anyone's business to be fair. I definitely think that's something major that I wish I like knew or I wish some, I had somebody to tell me that like it isn't a race to complete these milestones like you don't even have to com- complete them there's, there's not like a set list that you have to do all these things before you die like you and there isn't even like an age that you have to do these things it's not a race and just because other people are doing it sooner than you it doesn't mean that you have to do it like at the same time or ever and even as you just said, Ellie, you you name them milestones, but really, they're not. That they're, they're just things that happen in everyone's life, and they don't have to happen. It doesn't have to happen by a certain point. It doesn't have to be a big thing, like it really doesn't. And I wish definitely. And I think, um, yeah, that that's really interesting because I was, I really, it's really lovely hearing you saying about your younger self because this is a this podcast is about notes to your younger self and I guess I'd like to just kind of come in here and say you know to any any young woman who is you know exploring their sexuality any young gay lesbian bisexual pansexual young women there's something in this as well about there is a place for you too I know that that within such a school can look we're already having conversations about real sort of heteronormative what this looks like and it can be really really difficult if you have additional things about you that you think are a problem at that age and you think you just fit in even less so I guess my message from me would be to yeah anyone that that doesn't fit because they're looking at tv or they're looking at their what they're being taught and they can't see themselves or or their relationships then I yeah I just kind of wanted to chip in and say there is space for you too um and I think a recommendation for for change in terms of looking at some of the education would be about addressing some of that and using language that is inclusive and that does recognize all girls um and and all of all of their other complex identities that that we all have I think for me like I I completely agree with what you just said Gemma as well and I think what I would have wanted when I was in secondary school going through this is for someone to literally tell me don't worry like stop stressing it's not as big of a deal as you think it is because looking back I look back and I'm like why was I stressing about like boys as much as I like was why was I stressing about the fact that I didn't have a boyfriend and hadn't lost my virginity when I was I was doing my GCSEs and that's one of the things that I was stressing about during that time and I just I think to anyone who's listening don't stress because it's not as big a thing as everyone makes it out to be like the hype is so built up but it's just not a big thing and so maybe don't stress because it's not a big thing it's like do everything in your own time and when you feel like you're prepared for it um like Gemma when you touched on sexuality there as well I think when we are put in such like a heteronormative environment within sex and relationships taught in school I think often people people are aren't represented at all and I think social media gives far more information on relationships that aren't 
heterosexual than school does and I think that obviously highlights a clear kind of issue um within the education system and um yeah I just think it is quite baffling and it's just take everything slow take everything at your own pace if you want to have sex if you're being safe like you can go and do it if you want to experience these things but it is also take things at your own pace everyone's timeline is different and I think in secondary school you can forget that you can be so caught up with oh being like this person or being like that person trying to you know just just be yourself and as hard as that is um I think if you manage to find like a group of supportive people even if that those people don't go to your school or if they're online friends or your family I think it's um doing things for yourself rather than doing things to fit in yeah I think a really key thing off that as well is to not be afraid to ask like it's not as you can ask literally anybody and if you don't get the answer that you want or that you need you can just ask somebody else like there's always going to be somebody to tell you like what you want to know yeah I think um like Emma was saying it's talk to your friends about it like talk to your friends about your relationship sex periods now because we can eliminate a stigma as long as we do it now don't wait till you're older because when you're older you will be thinking to yourself you'll be saying all these things that we've been saying to each other do it now and I just wanted to ask Anna like as an older woman when you think about your teenagers and about your relationships your sexual relationships your body what do you think about that you wish young women would know Thanks. Thanks, Meg. I'm really touched really to hear what you've all been saying about allowing yourselves to go at your own pace and to not feel like it is such a huge, big deal that, you know, everyone else is, everyone else has got this sorted out. And, you know, it's me who's struggling. It's just not the case. Like, um, so what would I say to my younger self? Um, Yeah, don't push yourself. Um, in ways that don't feel that don't feel good for you like really follow your own body and uh, just to kind of fly the red flag again I think this does come back a lot to how we are with our menstrual cycle because this is the first one of the first ways we as we can start to really learn to love and honor our own bodies and from there other things can unfold so yeah Thanks, Meg, for asking. Jen, yeah. So we're coming to the end of our our first podcast. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add on the notes to my younger self before we conclude? Just to any young woman listening out there, like you are your own person, you're living your own life for you. That's why it's called your life. So do things at your own pace and take advice from your mum, your auntie, your nan, us, older girls, you know, your older sibling. And just be a queen. Just be your person because you have your own life and you need to live it at your pace. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Ask everyone questions. That's what Shada's done. If they're uncomfortable, just make them uncomfortable because we have to get over this stigma. It's not an issue. Just ask the questions that need to be asked because then they'll be like, well, why am I feeling so weird about this girl bleeding next to me? It's normal. 
Exactly. If you're asking questions and they're uncomfortable, you're asking the right questions because then that will get rid of the stigma. A hundred percent. Yeah, I was going to say like life has so many expectations. School doesn't give you all the answers. So educate yourself on period sexuality because you have hormones, you have boys, you have girls, you have just like a whole heap of things going on in like one of the busiest periods of your life. And you just need to kind of take it slow. And if school or somebody else doesn't give you the answers, the internet is a wonderful place to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. I know this sounds silly, but enjoy it as well. So yeah, we hope you enjoyed our podcast today. Yeah.